<laughs> All right, here we go. Now I'm going to try not to laugh. In today's episode, Nancy and Aileen talk about how they began their journey, their spiritual journey, how they awakened from a conditioned ego into a more spiritual, intuitive way to see the world and experience the world. Always remembering that it's the love and it's the power of the love that takes us through to that next place, that next awareness that we want to live our lives in. We also discuss how our journeys, in a lot of ways, began similarly with the dark night of the soul. However, things are shifting and any and all of us can be triggered into our high vibration spiritual life magically, wonderfully, and impactfully in the world. <laughs> Welcome to Expansive Minds Podcast, Gateway to Freedom, a podcast where two friends, Aileen and Nancy, explore and expand beyond what they think they know in order to live a life of freedom. Thank you for joining us. And away we go. Hello. Hello. We're back. Like a cheesy radio DJ. <laughs> and we're back. That was that Summit Live skit one time. <laughs> so, um, all right. We were spitballing some things we can maybe talk about just mm -hmm. as Gabby was setting up. So first I'll set the intention. intention. Great. Okay. As always, we are grateful to be here and to be connecting our souls. And we ask that our soul connection benefits all in uplifting and encouraging and nourishing from the inside out, as above, so below, as within, so without. And so it is. Rockin'. Beautiful. So, we were thinking of talking about, um, because we started talking about it before, our journeys, mm -hmm. how we ended up going <laughs> from <laughs> engineer <to> <laughs> and physicist to woo. Uh-huh. Yeah, funky stuff. Yeah. You want me to, you want me to go? Sure, you can um, start. Right, because right. we sort of started with you talking about it. Yeah. Okay, so how we got into our, how we got to be here. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so I started out as an electrical engineer, basically very in the lines, follow the rules, Italian Catholic, mm -hmm. do what you're told, <laughs> believe what you're told to believe. And um, all was well, all was well and then had my kids and uh, quit the job for a little bit to be with the kids and that wasn't a good thing for me apparently <laughs> i ended up kind of getting depressed and i had uh, a night of the soul but i didn't know it was a night of the soul mm -hmm. until i was up at three in the morning crying and i went on my tablet and i looked up on amazon for some reason and i ended up finding eckhart tolle the power of now so that was my very first mm. book of, and not even spirituality, but consciousness. I wonder and why you picked that. So did you buy it right then? And so I bought it on the Kindle thing right then and there, and it changed my life. Had you heard of it before? No. Or was it intuition? What do you no. think? What? I was up in the morning, and I'm like, I need help. Yeah. And I always went to books for help. Mm -hmm. 
and it was three in the morning, two, three in the morning, so there was no bookstore. So I went on Kindle, and it, there was actually like a bumper sticker. Do you remember what you Googled or what you put I in? I just went on Amazon, and I went on Kindle, yeah. and it was, there was a bumper sticker. Oh, it was right there. Oh. Like, oh. maybe he was promoting, or, mm -hmm. but it was in the bumper sticker, but I had never searched on self-help stuff before. Interesting. So, but anyway, so Eckhart came, and he brought me so much peace, mm -hmm. and I had the most magnificent manifestation where I wouldn't even realize I was trying to manifest. I was just trying to not have a breakdown. Yeah. So I had um, the kids, the, you know, the three small kids, and Eckhart was talking about being present, being now. And at the time, the best I could do was um, to try to stop his, so his goal, his thing is stop the spinning brain. Mm -hmm. It's your ego and it's not real. And if you can be still mm -hmm. and stop this part of the brain, the pineal activates and then you have your connection to source and that's where the true peace and divinity and oneness connection is. So in efforts to simply stop my head from spinning, I'm, like, I'm walking across the kitchen floor. I'm, I'm grabbing a plate. Mm -hmm. See, I'm not thinking. <laughs> I'm just gonna do this. I'm grabbing this plate yes. and I'm washing this plate. And that's really all I sort of did because that was the best I could do. Mm -hmm. I wasn't doing this evolved advanced thinking. I was just trying not to spin out of control into a depression. Mm -hmm. And a friend called me out of the blue that I used to work with. And she said, hey, I'm working at this company, I'm going out on maternity leave, and I think you'd be great. And at the time, the money was getting tight. So that was a huge stressor. Oh, so wow. money was tight, mm -hmm. Jimmy's job was like precarious, the kids were little, I had given up my career, I was out of work for a couple years, because when Colin was born, I, I, I retired. And um, so it was stressful times. So anyway, I start doing this Eckhart stuff, and out of the blue, my friend calls me and she says, hey, I'm, I'm um, going on maternity leave and I think you'd be great in my job. I said, oh, Nicole, I've been out of the market for a couple years. I don't know if they're gonna want me. She goes, no, I think you've got the right skill set. And there's a new CEO. So I went in and I met with her and I'm like, I should probably ask for like just this amount of money since I've been out of the market. She's like, I would go high. I think you can offer. Long story short, I walk in, I meet this guy. We are like John and Paul. Like, mm -hmm. we became like Beatles. Yes. Shake his hand. He's like, okay, you're hired. What do you want for money? Okay, you got it. <laughs> and then I just had the most like, what? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it was the <laughs> best work experience I had wow. in my entire life. He wow. and I did amazing things for the company. We built it up. We ended up selling it. It was like fantastic. So then ultimately I ended up, um, somebody, when the company got bought, it wasn't as, like, right. things changed. And so I ended up going to another startup with a boss who was really intense. And I was like, oh my God, I think I'm gonna have to quit. But um, at the time, the only person that had passed that I knew that really was close with that was my grandmother. So I go to quit. The day I go to quit my job, mm -hmm. I feel like I have like water in my ear. I'm afraid this guy is gonna try to ruin my career. Right. And um, so I go to him and I'm like, so yeah, it's just not working out. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I really don't think. And I'm like trying to talk to my Nana going, help me out here, help me out. You know, is this her? Is she in my ear? Like, what is going on? <laughs> so I, res I resigned. And over the two weeks that I gave, I had like three job offers when I put the word out because I had a great network of people. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I might take a little time. I have to figure it out. So last day of my two-week notice, somebody calls who I hadn't seen in forever. And she said, hey, I'm going to be up in your neck of woods with a buddy of mine. Let's go out for drinks. And she'd never like done this. 
And I said, you know what? I would like to go out for drinks. So she said, we have, we're going to stop in North Andover and see this cool chick, and then we'll go out after, so you can wait for us. So we pull into this apartment in North Andover, and this beautiful woman opens the door, and they say, oh, our, our buddy Nancy is with us. Do you mind if she, if she just waits in the living room? She said, well, she can come in. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, okay, what are we doing? And she said, oh, I'm a medium, and I'm looking around the place, and there's crystals, and there's incense, and there's gold. And I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> she's a circus person. Right, she's gonna be lifting the table. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, <laughs> right? Like Whoopi Pulling Goldberg, strings. like ooh, you know. And so I'm like, okay. So now I sit in the room with them. So no, they don't. She didn't know I'm coming. Right. And I sit in the room with them, and she starts. I'm a channel of love and light, and I'm like, thank God, the lights are out, because. <laughs> She could see my eyes rolling. She could probably hear my eyes rolling. So she sits down. She does her thing, yeah. and she and then she looks and at me. Like, oh, I'm like, okay, when are we? When's the wine? When are we getting to the wine part? Yeah. And so she points at me and she goes, "You, um, your grandmother said you did the right thing to quit that job. That was not the job for you. She doesn't want you taking any other job. She wants you to spend time with your children. And that was your angel in your ear, not her. Oh, wow. And wow. I, right, <laughs> like my world shattered. Yeah. Everything, 100%. I'm an engineer, I'm logical, mm -hmm. I'm reasoning. How did, now my head's like, how did you do that other mouth? Did they tell her about me? No, okay, because they didn't. Right. And I'm spinning, and she looked at me and she goes, didn't they tell you what I do? And I go, I, I just thought we were going off for wine. <laughs> she goes, girl, I'm good. <laughs> and uh, so from that point, I was see uh, Diana Harris in North Andover. And then she proceeded to hit, hit, hit. Like there was the gal we were with who I didn't know. She said, okay, why is somebody showing me an I Love Lucy t-shirt? And the girl goes, oh, my grandmother collected I Love Lucy t-shirts. And then she says to me, Somebody's singing to you, your uncle, and she's doing Itsy Bitsy Spider. He used to sing Itsy Bitsy Spider, mm. like very, very specific. Mm -hmm. And then she said to me, um, my brother-in-law, my uh, sister's husband, his brother had recently died, but one of the fondest memories I had of him was doing the chicken dance at the wedding. So she looks at me and she goes, okay, I don't get it. Why is Brian showing me a chicken? <laughs> Oh, like, so wow. she was amazing. Yeah. So I proceeded to then leave there. I drank. <laughs> and then I left and I went to the bookstore because now I need to understand. Here I go, engineer, I have to understand. Right. So I look up books on mediumship. Little Catholic Girl is now in the occult section of the bookstore. Right, because the that's where, right, right. Of course, I told my family and they're like, oh, don't go back. Right. Yes, we're not allowed to do that. She's probably the devil. Mm -hmm. She'll tell you things you shouldn't be hearing. I'm like, mm -hmm. I don't think so. Yeah, you're like, I just yeah. went there and felt love and felt Yeah, I mean, she started with, I'm a divine light, Archangel right. Michael, only love lives here, only love is allowed. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was beautiful prayers. Mm -hmm. And then she just hit. And so then I, like, that was the first thing. I went into the, 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 that, the uh, occult section. <laughs> I'm trying to look up media. And I found a book called The Body Electric which spoke to me as an engineer and some Tesla stuff. Yeah. And then I started to equate, oh, it's just energy. Mm -hmm. Oh, we're energy. Oh, we have a smart body that is part of this body. Oh, that body's at a different frequency. Oh, the higher frequencies radiate out. Oh, I get it now. Because yeah. I can understand as an engineer, mm -hmm. current and electricity, but that's how I started 
my, then I just grabbed my hands on everything I could get, mm -hmm. and somebody recommended Abraham Hicks, and she was such an inspiring teacher. And then I just started going from source to source mm -hmm. um, to just take any information that would allow me that understanding. I'm big on cryon now. Mm -hmm. I still can't, that interdimensionality stuff, that's really hard to get my, mm. my head around. Okay. I mean, we're linear, we are 3D linear people, and everything about interdimensionality is non-linear. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's my latest area of trying to get a little more comprehension on. Mm -hmm. The non-linearity non -line of interdimensionality. Yeah, kind of reality, I suppose, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. What's yeah. your story? Wow, yeah. that's yeah. such a that's so good. Yeah. Um, similar, I will say throughout my life, and you and I share that Catholic upbringing. There were times when I was sort of, I was in a Catholic school, but always questioning, always questioning. Oh, like, I never How questioned. Come this, or why this? Oh, or, see, I never did because I didn't want to go to hell. <laughs> I didn't question. Yeah, I have yeah. this funny. Uh, sense of a connection to right the the Jesus and and God and, and my brain was very logical yeah. and so I was like well I'm learning this and there's all this love thing and it was the 70s and we had like folk mass was starting and it like it was all like Jesus loves you stuff you know <laughs> so for me if there was something that didn't have to do with love and it felt like it wasn't fair or right I would call that out. I was like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> like, I was nice. like, that would be like, hold on a minute. You know, I, you said this. I'm very literal and logical. So therefore, this thing that you're doing or saying about other people does not, it's not consistent with what you're telling me mm -hmm. this whole Jesus story is about. Or that I really felt that like God had my back or Jesus did. Or the whole, I mean, the whole concept, you know, yeah. and, and Mary yeah. is this loving and I'm like Mary's not gonna throw me under a bus yes like yes. you know and like there's I discovered the spirituality stuff then, then I started it started to make sense because I'm like yeah. no wait a minute from a scientific perspective those two frequencies can't coexist right this Faith can't and fear be can't be in the same place right this can't be the all-powerful high frequency God source right. and want to punish me Correct. right it's just it's um mathematically impossible right. it, can't, it can't work exactly yeah. so growing up for some reason I knew to ask that I just knew over wow. the years, and uh, and and usually got a pretty usually got a pretty good response. Um, I also always had a sense I was a little outside the norm, not like super falling off the planet outside the norm. But people made it clear. Even my even my parents would say to me, you know, we don't know what planet you came from. <laughs> like that was kind of like everyone just understood that Aileen, what, there was something a little there with what I, where I was at. And when I know? started going to readers, mm -hmm. every single reader, you're not from this planet. And I'm like, what? Now I'm an alien? I'm finally <laughs> discovering the spirituality stuff. I mean, I probably went to five or six and everyone, oh, you're not from, I'm from a shapeshifter. I'm a shapeshifter planet. So yeah. It's so, intriguing. Right. Yeah, so yeah, I so found I came my alien like that. Totally. <laughs> so there is like you're from another planet. We don't know what planet you came from, but in a really lo you know, in a really loving way. However, if you think if you hear that your whole life, you're like, hmm, what is this? You're like, well, I guess it gives me permission too. And there's a part that gives me permission that's then, a great way right? Yeah, that's the positive yeah, sense of <laughs> right. It's like, oh well, then I guess I am. So okay. therefore, I, I have this. Right, the red carpet is rolled out for me to just be and do different. That's awesome. Right, because that's what you expect and that's what you love about me, right? So, um, I do. <laughs> all, along the way, all along the way, I'd kind of gone in and out of these things. I had these episodes, uh, 
meaning experiences where I really had to center and pull out from my heart in a moment and I kept always choosing that and choosing that and somehow I knew enough that if my energy came from my heart and it was combined now that I know with my solar plexus so the heart and the solar plexus the chakras the energy coming together that was the most powerful thing to offer a shift and a change in a system how, you instinctively knew how to do that I just knew it and I and I think I'll, I'll just tell you this this story yeah. uh, I was at college, I was at UMass Amherst, and I followed my sister, because that seemed the easiest. I'm like, I'll go in the dorm she was in, and I'll do this. And it was an all-women's dorm, which was great. And then in my life, there was time where um, I needed to figure out my own finances. There was some adult situations going on where I was like, okay, I guess I need to find out and, and make, make work, school and work and money work for me, because I'm not gonna get any help on that. So, um, I became a resident assistant. Okay. All right, I became an RA. Now, uh, the dorm I got assigned to, or that was looking for an RA, was a um, co-ed dorm. It was in Southwest, which people like, Animal House, party. <laughs> I lived in Southwest, but like in a all women's nice dorm in Southwest. Okay. So I go out and be wild and then come home to my <laughs> little, you know, locked up place. So um, it was winter session, so I was starting like the second half of the year. And the RA that had been, it never even occurred to me, like, why isn't the RA still there? What happened? You know, I was more like free room and board, like, yes, yes, this is how yeah. I go to school and, and get some help for that. So when I walked in, I mean, it just smelled like <laughs> piss and beer, you know, yeah, and I would yeah. say pee, but it really was like that version of it, yeah. you know. And I was like, oh my God, what did I get into? And, and uh, my dad walked me and no one else was there yet except for other RAs and the head of residence. And uh, when I got up to the room I was going to be in, the door was all like swear. People had painted swears. Oh. It was just like brutal. And I was just like, oh, oh my. Like, what is yeah. happening? And my dad was like, bye, see ya. I'm like, okay, see you, dad. Like, Whoa. Got any paint? like, what am I doing here? <laughs> like, what's happening? Then I found out. Um, so I had a meeting with the head of residence, all the RAs. And the head of residence said, well, the person who had been there had uh, called like security or the police on some of the kids. So it was like this weird power struggle between the RA that was there on that floor okay. and the other students. So they were like, we hate you. And he oh. was worried about, you know, kind of his life a little. And I'm, oh like, oh <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, Catholic girl, then went to a small, really nice public high school. And then I went to an all and now women's you have death dorm. Threat. And now I'm like, what is happening? I just want to be about love. So, uh, yeah, so then the night before everybody arrives, the students arrive, you know, for instance, they had a residence, we're all having a meeting, and they're like, oh, let's talk, can we talk to you a little bit afterwards? I'm like, okay. They tell me the night before, they say, we just want to let you know um, most of your floor is on probation. <laughs> oh my God. Like, what? And I'm just standing there, and I'm, you know, I'm like Italian gutsy, yeah. Irish hard stock, yeah. like, all right, you know, I'm a Sagittarius, I'm like a toughie, <laughs> like, all right, fill me in, I can, I can do this. So they're saying, but don't worry, um, the two kids who are involved are not going to be returning on your floor. They said one of them is, and uh, so what it was is at the end of the hallway where they had an open lobby, like an open hangout space, um, some of the 
guys had asked if they could have a weight room. And so I went through this whole process. They finally got to have a weight room. And then there was a kid on the floor they were picking on. Oh. And, and so the prior semester, the fall semester, um, they got caught. They had tied this kid down and they were like putting weights on him. Oh. And it was like abuse hey. happening. So yeah, so I'm like, okay, I'm gonna be in a co-ed dorm. I got yeah. swears all around and you're telling me this the night before, but they're telling me, don't worry. The kid that did it, one of the kids that did it is on your floor, but the kid that got bullied is not gonna be on your floor. And I was like, oh my God. So I, I'm like, I don't even know these people. Yeah. Plus it turned out most of them were, were upperclassmen. Like when you're a junior and senior, you can live off campus. Yeah. I, was, I was in my second year in college. Okay. And they were all older. They didn't, I'm like, so they there's a little moved. bit of like, oh, these are upperclassmen and there's like this abuse thing. They're in the dorm. And they yeah. don't like, they were yeah. abusive to the RA. I was like, this is what a setup. So next morning I'm checking people in and all of a sudden this father's there with his son and um, he says, he says the name, his name. And I'm recognizing that that's the kid that got bullied. And I said, oh, you're, the you're not. The one got bullied. Who got bullied. I said, oh, I, I don't think you're in this dorm. And he said, no, I, I am. I got my, you know, housing and da, da, da. So now it turns out, yes, he was on my floor in the dorm. Well, how cool. You can help so, him. You can fix him. Not right. But at that point, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, that's where the story goes. All right. So I'm like, ah, 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 ah. right. So, okay. I, I never heard this story. This is a yeah. good story. Yeah, you haven't heard this story. <laughs> so then, and it gets like, uh -huh. so amazing. So I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. So I go to the head of residence. I'm like, <laughs> and they're like, what? Oh, oh, I guess we just have to do it. We'll figure it out. And I'm like, oh no. So I, coming from Crampton, which was the all women's dorm, we were all like, yes, love and friendship yeah. and cupcakes and lemonade. <laughs> you know, I mean, not that we didn't have fun, but um, when we had a, a meeting of every other the kids on the floor, student, we would all get together. It was like great, you know. So I go to have a meeting. And I've got cookies and all sorts of stuff. It's like, okay, orientation meeting down the end of the hallway. I'm waiting, I'm waiting. Not one person came. Aww. Not one person. So I've got to walk down the hall. These people I don't even know. Yeah. And uh, I hear this noise in one of the rooms. And I, I push the door open a little bit. I'm like, hello, hello. It was the kid who did the bullying. He's got the TV on and almost everybody on the floor is in his room. Even though they know that they're supposed to be at this kind of mandatory. The one who did the bullying. <laughs> okay. And I walk in and then he's got like a, a stuffed like bird of prey on the top of his like bookshelf. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, this is, we're not in Kansas anymore, <laughs> Toto. So uh, I'm like, how am I getting handled? So I was like, oh, uh, maybe you didn't notice, huge signs all over, but we have a mandatory meeting and it's down the hall. And they all look and they're like, we're not coming. I'm like, okay, this is, Okay. All right, let's okay. see how this is going to work. Yeah. So I have um, a couple of weeks of just sort of weird uncomfortableness. And uh, it's Valentine's Day. It's coming up. And it's going to be Valentine's the next so it's February 13th. And I decided in the day I was going to still be me. Okay. I was going to still be me. Like this entire floor and all of this, you're not going to stop me from being me. Okay. And I thought... I'm going to do what I was planning to do. So at night, when everyone was pretty much just like one, I waited until like one in the morning, and I had my own room as a resident, as I got up. And I had cut out hearts, okay. construction paper hearts with their names on it, different pink and red. And I 
put them on their doors and like taped them so they were kind of like envelopes and then I filled them with candy. Oh, nice. Because that's okay. what I would do. That's yeah. who I am. So then I get back to my room and I'm like, it's just like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? And I waited. I was like, okay, I'm not going to go. I can wait this out until they all leave. I don't want to see them. I don't want to see, like, I'm ready that if I get up the next morning, they're all going to be torn and thrown on the yeah. floor. Like, I'm just ready for just like the worst. Anything. So I get up, I wait till I hear everybody pretty much leave. And then I'm like, all right. <laughs> and I'm like booking it out, right? Because yeah. I do not want to be made fun of or just be whatever. So later that day, and then I'm out as long as I can. Okay. Later that day, I come home, and uh, everything's up on the doors. I'm like, oh, okay, all right, interesting. And I open my door, and there's um, a note. And it's the beginning of a scavenger hunt. And it's got this cute little rhyme, and it tells me to go to a certain place. So then I go, and I'm following, and when I go, there's another note. And when I go, there's another. So I'm walking around, and nobody's on the floor. And I'm like, what's yeah. happening? But I'm following it, right? And I'm like, ooh, ho, ho. <laughs> And then this was so interesting, the placement of it could not have been more, now that we know about energy and shifting energy and shamanism and everything. So the last place, well, then it sends me down into the room, the lobby room, where the oh weights God, had been and all of that, right? And it was empty because they weren't allowed to put anything in it. Like, it was, yeah. like, they restricted. Lost, they blew it. Yeah. Right. So I, I open the door, like, to go in, and then it tells me, like, to close the door. And I'm like, oh like am oh I going to be closed in there? Like, beat me up. Like, what's <laughs> going to happen? So I go in, and I close the door. And behind the door is a handwritten card in this like calligraphy that was you know beginner calligraphy but it was real i could see the effort it was this beautiful card happy valentine's day blah blah, blah. and there's a rose Aww. and i'm like what and then and then i hear these voices and they're outside the door and they're really excited Aww. and i open the door and the whole floor is bare oh my goodness and they're like happy valentine's day and i'm standing there with this car and they're like the one that got beaten up his name was jim they're like jim and they're all excited, like, Jim did that card. He knows calligraphy. He did the card. And there's Jim, the kid that got bullied, next to the kid that Chris that had bullied. And they're standing next to you, and they're smiling. And I've got this rose. I'm just like, what? Like, what oh, just yeah. happened? It was incredible. So here we are in this room where, at the end of the semester, this trauma and abuse happened. Yeah. And now I'm in it, and there's this love fest and this love energy happening in it. And uh, it was incredible. And I looked at them, and I was like, thank you and they just said thank you and they're like we loved what you put on our doors wow. and it changed the whole rest of the semester and at that point did you realize I got a little mojo going on like I must have somehow I made a love bomb kind yeah, of yeah I didn't it, because I'm I have this sort of logical just keep doing the next thing yeah and and I do think a lot of actually my Catholic upbringing during that time um, the kind of revolution, hippie time kind of thing, and the Jesus is love, I was just staying the course, yeah. basically. I was like, this is what you do. This is what a person does. Given this strife, given this abuse, this is what I do. Right. I do this. Right. That's all I know what to do. That's all I know what to do. And then at what point did you turn this, which is intuitively feeling love, into directed energy work? Right. So in school, I majored in psychology and minored in physics, and I loved 
everything about I wish I could just take college courses every day of like <laughs> a million different things. So very similar to you, uh, I was actually in uh, living on Nantucket at the time. So I had two little kids, I'm on Nantucket. And I just realized, like, oh, there's stuff going on with their dad. And I had this, like, I started, my life just started sort of cracking a little bit. I'm like, I can't continue oh, on Your night path. of the soul. It was my dark night of the soul. I was like, yeah. I can't continue this. I chose to, I mean, I wasn't a big drinker anyway, but I was like, I got to step out of the life that I thought I could continue on. Because I was young, too. I had my first daughter when I was 20, my second at 22. Wow. And I'm on Nantucket, yeah. this little island. But there was enough that I could have continued that age-appropriate kind of behavior, okay. but I did not have that situational appropriate behavior. Right. And I was like, I don't want to go drinking with my friends. Yep. I don't want to, like, because this is my chance to be their mom, and I'm going to mess it up, but I don't want this other stuff to influence me messing it up. Right. So my first support was 12-step um, recovery meetings. Okay. So I had this sort of like crack and... I was having all this anxiety. I started feeling anxiety and panic. I didn't even know what that was. I was talking to my mom on the phone and she just said, I think you're feeling anxiety and I'm on Nantucket. It's really hard to get to me. And, and she said, is there a doctor you can go see? And my doctor was so great. Yeah. He was an island doctor, total kook, and yet also <laughs> just amazing. And I went to see him and it was so cute. He wouldn't let me leave. He's like, do you have a way to go home? And I told him, my, my sister's going to come get me, and I'm going to go to the mainland and spend some time with my mom. He's like, do you, do you need money to go on the plane? I mean, that's like Aww. old school Nantucket doctors, Cute. you know, Cute. like, I want to take care of you. So it was, I went into some anxiety and some panic mm -hmm. attacks. And then when I returned to the island, I was like, what am I, like, what am I supposed to do? I was parked in front of my car, my house, and I was like, what? I don't know. And I said... God, help, like, help me figure this out. I feel really uncomfortable inside. Like, I'm kind of a wreck inside. And I need help. I can't figure this out. And then the next day, I was driving. I didn't even know what I was doing. I was driving. I dropped the whatever kids at daycare. And then I'm pulling to the side. And then I pull into this other road. And I pull up to this building. I'm like, what am I doing here? And it turned out it was a 12-step meeting. Huh. So I went in, and I was like, okay, this feels right, like I'm supposed to be there. Because uh, many people don't know that um, Alcoholics Anonymous, Narcotics Anonymous, Al-Anon, all of those are, you're looking for a spiritual awakening. Okay, I did not know this. Yeah. It's a spiritual program. So the, the 12 steps are steps to take you to your, um, what they call the promises. And so okay. if you follow them, and it has to do with, I'm powerless over people, places, and things, my life has become unmanageable, and then you turn to, a higher power you turn to something okay. that you know is greater than you and then you like kind of do this like yeah. surrender like I and it's all like you kind of look and it overlaps all these spiritual disciplines they it's all like, say the same thing they like, differently. do but different ways yeah. so that started it out and um, and then for me uh, from there I met a lot of really cool people okay who were starting to do and talk about energy work oh cool and the first time I went to energy work uh, this was also a really cool story. I had this pain in my side and like I'd put my belt on, it would hurt. And I went to see the doctor and she knew me well enough to be like, there's something up cause you never come. And I was like, no, I know there's something really here. I don't know what it is. And, um, again, she knew enough to say, well, let, let's get you an ultrasound. I don't see anything. I don't feel anything, but I believe you. And I was yeah. like, yeah, something there. Ultrasound didn't show anything. And I was like, okay. So my friend Kasha, who became my, my book wizard, she supported me 
like this whole time, if it wasn't for her and my friend Clore, I would not have gotten to where I was in energy work. She said, well, go see my friend Buzz, who I also knew um, from some program stuff. So uh, I went to see him. He did polarity. So I laid on the table, and uh, it's a massage table, work table. And he just looked right at me, and he said, I didn't say a word to him, and he said, did you get that checked out? And he pointed right to my side. So this was my uh -huh. like thing to hear me. Yeah. And I said, you, you see that? He said, yeah, did you get it checked out? I said, yeah, I went to the doctor. They did an ultrasound. They couldn't see anything. He said, all right, just hasn't, hasn't gotten to that point yet. He goes, we'll get it. And I was like, I don't know. I mean, I was kind of like shaking, like, I don't yeah. know what he's talking about or what's going on. So he came, he put his hands on me. I felt it go, brrr, I felt this flutter go across me. Oh, how cool. Disappeared, gone. Nice. Wow. And I thought, oh, there's something here. Okay. Oh, because I'm, exper I'm experiential, and you and I have talked about being skeptics. Yeah. Yeah. So that we need to experience it because yeah. we're like, I'm not just going to read that and believe you yeah. because I could be making it up in my head. So yeah. you need to like lay it on me and lay it on hard. Yeah. And I know, I mean, I, I went to the doctor for this thing. They couldn't find it. But this guy yeah. tells me he can see it. He knows exactly where it is. And then I feel it flutter, move across me. Wow. And then it's gone. Wow. Right. So did you say, teach me? <laughs> Well, then I went to see him a couple more times. I had been in a car accident in high school, always had a bad back, always had back stuff. I realized it was gone. After six months, wow. I was like, this thing is gone. Like, what? And then he said, I really want you to go to my teacher. Oh, that's awesome. And, and through that time, and we can talk other times, but that's when I started getting into the dreaming with a capital D, yeah. which a lot of people call journeying. So my friend Kasha, Clore, Buzz, our friend John, um, Clara, there was a bunch of us that would work on my friend Kasha's table, like the kitchen table. Oh my goodness. She had this big long kitchen table and we would just lie, we'd take turns lying on it and like, and like stuff is happening, what are we doing? Oh, and then cool. from that, uh, working with Buzz and then with Kasha, her and I just kind of messing around with energy. It was like, whoa, 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 nice. like amazing stuff would happen. And then I did follow Buzz's advice and then go to, um, learn from his teacher who was working in Concord, New Hampshire at the time, which is when I found my book about Ascension, or I saw the book about Ascension. That is super cool. Yeah. Well, you know, you talk about being a skeptic and you have to prove it. So the way I found you, one of my kids was having a hard time in school and being bullied and oh, just yeah. middle school having terrible time because middle school is difficult and um, was having panic attacks. And it was friend, uh, my friend, Kimmy, our dear friend, Kimmy, who said, I see this cool lady. Um, <laughs> she's kind of like a psychiatrist, but she's not. She's kind of like an energy worker, but she's not. She's kind of like a shaman. She's kind of like a witch. She's sort of a priestess. And I'm like, you want me to send my kid to this person? So she ended up, she bought me, she bought six visits from you. And she said, I bought you three, and I bought three for your child, because I want you to understand what is going on. So you and I connected, and then my sixth grader climbs on the table. On the ride home, my, my child said to me, Mom, when that lady put her hand on my arm, I saw little red mean ghosts shoot out of my fingertips, like from the mouths of babes. Where did that visual come from? Mm -hmm. And then, then my kid fell asleep <laughs> in the car, like <laughs> never. And after three visits, no more panic attacks. Doctors were like, you're gonna have to put her on medication. And then no, nothing, no. Mm -hmm. 
So that was how Aileen and I met. Yeah. What? And then there's the Italian thing. Right. You, you, you take care of my kid. I am yours for anything you need. You help my kid, I'm there. Just like you hurt my kid, you did. Yeah, me. exactly. Right. You help my kid, yeah. I am, you're in, not in there. So, yeah, well, that was our journey. Yeah. yeah together, our, to get our contact. Mm -hmm. So, Bella, how are we doing on time? Oh, oh, man, we got to stop. We okay. got to roll it up. We got to stop. Gotta... Gabby said we're at 35 minutes. <laughs> All right. Well, so now you know. Good stories. How yeah. they started. How they and started. That we have these, these energy. And it's possible for anybody. That's yeah. the other thing. That's the say. lesson of the week. Possible it's... for anybody and everyone to have their awakening. Typically, it used to start with a, night night of the soul. with a dark night of the soul, which is miserable, horrible. And we can talk a little bit about that at another yeah. time. Yeah. But that is actually... Um, typical. Yeah. Sometimes you gotta kind of hit the bottom before you. You break open. You gotta let go of the ego. Yeah. The creative. Yeah. Or as you said to me, you had we had to pull out the roots so we could plant something new. Yeah. When I then when I had seen you since then. Yeah. Mm -hmm. exactly. So yeah, eyes open, be alert for your. But I think Cryon says now, it we don't necessarily have to have the exactly. Night. It's a the lot energy is higher now. now. Yeah. Everything is higher. People's it doesn't have to be. So just uh, like that. Yeah. Eyes open and follow what feels right intuitively, what's resonating for you, and keep exploring. Mm -hmm. Perfect. And as always, more, more to, to be, be revealed. revealed. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us on Expansive Minds Podcast, Gateway to Freedom. Until next time, more to be revealed. <laughs>